April 1939, Hall of Fame pitcher Phil Necro is born in Blaine, Ohio. The Grapes of Wrath by author John Steinbeck was published. And Superman foils an oil stock scheme while making a keen profit for himself in the process in the latest issue of Action Comics. Super friends, and welcome to another exciting episode of Reaction Comics, where today we are covering Action Comics number 11 from April 1939. Uh, We're going to be, of course, talking about the Superman story in this comic, but as I like to do, I like to kind of discuss the cover of these comics because not every cover features the Superman story. Remember, these Action Comics... Uh, were filled with all kinds of different stories. They're like 64 pages long, and only 14 of those pages were devoted to uh, the Man of Steel. But it says on this, to, to let people know, appearing in this issue and every issue, Superman. They want to let you know, don't forget, Superman's here. We're, Superman is the reason you're buying this. Please also read some of these other stories. Now, this uh, story here seems to be something to do with the Navy, we have, oh, I didn't even notice that until now. So there's a giant battleship uh, with the numbers 386 on it, and there's a few naval men on it. Now, there's a flag on it, on the battleship. It has a yellow, it's a yellow flag with a blue or green X. I have no idea if that flag means something, if it's specific to something. I assume, based on what I see here, the flag means get the hell out of our way because... This giant battleship seems to be crashing directly into a submarine that, I think this is a submarine, it's got some sort of gun on the top of it, Um, but it looks like, is it a submarine? I don't know. All I know is it's crashing into it, and it's sinking, so if it isn't a submarine, it's not going to be doing very well underwater. And you can see the silhouettes of two, uh, I'm going to say, enemy sailors, um, falling off the boat and, of course, you know, succumbing to the waves and dying. Um, this seems like a real, real uplifting story, real exciting. I, I have a feeling in this story that America is going to come out on top. That's just a guess. But um, that's what I get from what I see here. It's got a red sky and, and, uh, and green water. I don't know who the hell colored this, uh, but they had have never uh, left. They've never been to the ocean before, I think, or looked up in the sky. Uh, But that's not what we're here for. We're here for the story of Superman. Superman racing faster than a bullet, leaping over skyscrapers, lifting and rending huge weights. Me reading. Possessing an impenetrable skin, sort of like the bottom of my foot, springing great distances. These are the assets which aid Superman, champion of the helpless and oppressed, in his unceasing battle against evil. And injustice. Now, I guess you could say that this 
issue coming up here does deal with injustice, but it's kind of interesting what um, what happens here as far as, you know, who gets in trouble, but who benefits in the end? It's it's an interesting story here. Uh, I got a, I got a kick out of it, and I and I'm and I'm excited to share it with you. That's the the text of the opening panel. It just shows it shows Superman jumping up to the roof of a building, uh, maybe to get home quickly to just avoid people. He he goes up there and goes back to his apartment. I don't know, but uh, the actual story opens up with. Um, a police officer seeming like he's at the paper? Hmm, I'm confused because, no, no, I guess he's at the police station, but there's a sign that says press room. There must be a room for press conferences at the at the police station. And there are two reporters there. One of them you recognize as Mr. Clark Kent. Um, but the, Well, I say you recognize because he wears the same hat and jacket. Every guy pretty much looks the same in this. There's fat men, there's bald men, and then there's everyone who looks like Clark Kent. Uh, but there's another reporter there, maybe from a different paper. I don't know. And he's like, come on, Sarge, let's have a good story or my editor will be hopping mad. And sorry, boys, no news today beyond a few drunks. <laughs> and for some reason, Clark's like, your phone's ringing. He's letting them know. Because remember, Clark, especially this Clark, is a, uh, a, a bit of a weasel. A bit of a, like, he really, uh, in wrestling, they call it living the gimmick, where he is supposed to be this sniveling, um, you know, uh, uh, wimp. He he's doing it twenty four seven when he's in the Clark uh, persona. So the the police officer answers the phone, one of those cool phones where you hold it up to your ear and and you hold the other part up to your mouth, which I guess technically the way I said that every phone in the world has that, <laughs> but it's the two piece, you know, the old fashioned one where you hold the one in your hand. Uh, I'm done. I'm done explaining. So the cop's like, "What's that?" Maybe I should do it in, like, the old stereotypical Irish, like, I don't even know if I could do it. What's that? Right, I can't do it. Right in your office? A squad and ambulance will be sent right over. Let's have your address again. I, I went Australian. That doesn't mean, I'm not going to do any more accents. Something's happening, and um, the, something happened in someone's office, so they're going to send a ambulance and a squad car right over. And the other reporter's like, what is it, Sarge? And the cop's like, just don't worry about it. It's just a routine case. Some guy committed suicide in a broker's office. Very routine. And Clark's like thinking to himself, routine. Hmm? No man takes his life unless a tremendous personal tragedy is involved. I believe I'll look into this. So you have to remember, 1939, I don't think mental health was a, uh, was a major, uh, uh, like something that was to be taken so seriously and wasn't, um, just wasn't appreciated and so, you know, 1939 is like, well, he killed himself. Something really, really bad must have happened. A personal tragedy. That's not always the case, Clark um, and, and uh, Siegel and Schuster. Uh, but, you know, again, we're, we're looking at this through uh, 2021 lenses back to 1939. So they head over to the office. Um, the office, they're brokers. So I guess stock brokers or something. I don't know. But the, the, they're called Meek and Bronson. Meek and Bronson, and almost like, I'm Meek and I'm Bronson, the brokers. Um, so the cops there, the two brokers are there, and I think both reporters are there, but we only see Clark. So they all ran over, and one of the brokers is like, he lost a large sum investing. My partner here tried to stop the suicide, but failed. Is that right, Bronson? The cop asks, and then Bronson says, yes, 
Very unfortunate, isn't it? Just weirdly worded. Clark says it certainly is. Clark then goes over to uh, examine the body because it's 1939 and reporters have access to corpses. Uh, he's clutching his shares on a stock in the black gold oil well. And then the other reporter walks in and says, black gold oil well, you've got murder as well as thievery on your hands. And the meek, the guy from Meek and Bronson's like, it's not our fault he killed himself. Bronson's a little more like, he's a little gruff, like more gruff. He's like, get him out of here. And the reporter's like, the fault for his death lies with you and you know it. Uh, Clark's like, let's move along, bud. Let's get out of here. He brings the guy outside. He's like, why do you blame them for the suicide deaths? And the reporter's like, because they built him, myself, and a hundred others out of their life savings by selling us worthless stock. So it seems like this reporter has something in common with um, the man who committed suicide and I guess a bunch of other people. Uh, these guys have been selling people, uh, bilking, the, bilking them out of their life savings uh, for by selling worthless stock. So that evening in the privacy of his apartment, Clark Kent dons the Superman uniform, abandoning all trace of the meek reporter. We, we like to use meek a lot in this issue, it seems. Uh, so he's, of course, he's talking to himself because, you know, he's a little crazy. It seems to me that Meek and Bronson could stand a little investigating. So Investigating? How the hell do I say that? Investigating. So instead of, you know, calling the police back or trying to have anyone look into this, the detective, he goes over and breaks into um, there. He forces the lock on the window, which, of course, is breaking and entering. Now, if I can only locate what I want in the filing cases. So now this is... Um, this seems like... It seems to me like he's committing fraud, too, based on what happens here. But um, I don't know. We'll see. It says, here it is, a duplicate of the names of those who purchased the black gold oil stock. Clark, Superman, has quite a, a um, plan in store for these two men to kind of give them their comeuppance. Um, and it starts by going to each of the people who have been wronged in buying the black gold oil stock. So the next day, minus his glasses, Clark Kent visits the first name on the list. Now, you have to remember, Clark Kent wears a uh, suit, a white hat, and glasses. Superman wears his Superman outfit without glasses. But if you put him in the, the suit, the, black, the, you know, the regular uh, dress suit, a white hat, and take off the glasses, my friends, we have a third person. A whole, like, no one would recognize this person. He says, my name is Homer Ramsey, and I'm interested in purchasing your black gold oil stock. And this guy's like, come in, by all means, come in. He's like, first, and this guy is on the up and up. You, you, you have to, I have to give this guy credit. Instead of just saying buy it, he says, listen, first, I got to warn you. It looks like the stock is completely worthless. And uh, Homer, wink, wink, says, nevertheless, for reasons of my own, I wish to purchase it. Well, if it's your funeral, how much would you offer? I'll buy your 50 shares for $5,000. So that's, what, $100 a share? $5,000? Well, I'll actually make a profit. Done. Here's the check. So he writes a check for $5,000 to buy this guy's stock. He visits another prospect. 
you don't know how happy this makes me. I thought I'd lost every cent. And Clark's, or I'm sorry, Homer's like, the happiness is mutual. The next panel says six hours later. Ladies and gentlemen, six hours later. How much stock, how much money did Clark spend? And and again, how much money does he have? Now, this is 1939, so these checks are going to take a few days to, uh, to process. How much does Clark have in the bank? He says, well, I've purchased them all. He purchased every stock for this, this faulty oil company. He goes, I cleaned out my life savings. If things don't work out as planned, I'll be the one to suffer. Okay, so he helped these people, okay? For, for, for no specific reason, ex, you know, ex, except to help these people, you see, it seems like he, he, his plan was to buy all the stock. So at least these people uh, will not be, you know, suffering with their money. Uh, but still, th- what about the guys? You know, he, 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 now he owns all this worthless stock. Oh, but wait, that's only part one of the plan. That evening, Superman races toward a distant oil town at a speed that would outdistance the fastest Streamline Limited. And it shows him racing, running next to a, a, a train, and he's looking at the train like, you got nothing on me. The next morning, I assume he's now Homer Ramsey again. I don't know what he is. He's in a hat. He's in suspenders. They, they don't even say it's him. But again, every guy looks like him. The guy talking to him, is, it looks like him. I mean, they're just, there's a bunch of just, you know, white dudes that all have the same face. Uh, he says, how about a job here at the Black Gold? If it's an experienced man you want, the description fits me. Does it? He's a reporter. I mean, he's also a superhero, but he's a reporter. Like, he's just like, um, I know how to do oil. And the guy's like, you want a job here? <laughs> That's rich. And Clark, quick, you know, Homer, says, may I ask what's so funny about my asking for a job? Listen, pal, there ain't been no work done on this well for months. And how come? Isn't there any oil here at all? Maybe there is and maybe there isn't. Who knows? But the promoters have found stock selling so profitable, they haven't even bothered to really go after the oil. So Meeks and... um, uh, his, his other guy, I can't even think of the name. The two guys, they are bilking people out of um, stock on oil, an oil field that they haven't even tried like to tap, whatever, whatever the hell you do with oil fields. So they're selling the stock, and I guess they sold all of it or, or a controlling share. I, I don't know. Um, so they have that money, and they own the oil field. I mean, wouldn't it? Like, behoove them? Is that the word? To actually check for oil? I mean, pfft, it's ridiculous. But guess who owns all the stock now? So that night, as the watchman goes his rounds, Clark comes up behind him and chokes him to death. I'm sure it's not to death. But he says, sorry, I have to do this. And he just, he's giving the guy a sleeper hold. Guy drops his uh, lantern. And Clark's like, time now to go to work. And we see the guy, like, lying there. I think his legs are all tied up. In case he wakes up, Clark doesn't want to have to kill him. So with no difficulty at all, Superman lifts ponderous drilling shafts and adjusts them into place. So it looks like Superman is going drilling for oil himself. He's like, here's hoping all this work won't be for nothing. He's got what looks like a giant straw. I mean, it's a drill bit, but, you know, 
1939 art. The next one looks a little more like a drill. At Superman's touch, the drilling commences. What scheme has the Man of Steel in mind? Will it work? I'm going to spoil it. Yes, it works. But it's, I don't know, something about it just rubs me the wrong way. It's like nothing's happened yet, but I suppose it'll take time. Two hours later, he's like, I've pierced hundreds of yards deep. Maybe it's hopeless. So he's just sitting there for two hours trying to drill uh, oil in the middle of wherever this you know oil, oil town is. Hour upon hour passes. Dawn begins to streak the sky. He's like, I hate to admit it, but it looks like I'm licked. Well, it was worth trying. Was it? Was it worth trying? You found out that these people were built out of stock, and instead of calling, like, I don't know, the stock exchange, the trades commission, anything, your plan was to buy all the stock and then see if you can get oil yourself. And now, so far, it's not, you know, there. I mean, we're not finished the story yet. But at this point, it was worth trying? I'm not, I'm not sure if that's the case. But, ooh, wait a second. The next panel over, as he's walking away, he, literally, is this one of the first ever walking away from an explosions? The, uh, the, the, there's a thunderous explosion. And guess what shoots up into the sky? A geyser of black, gushing, liquid gold oil. And Superman's like, that's all I need do. That's all I need do? Yeah, I guess that's, that's all I need do for the present. Now to hurry back to town. So while this is happening, the people at the oil plant are like, oil plant? I don't know if that's what it's called. Oil field. They're like, oh my God, we got to cap it quick. We're losing our fortune every minute. Free the watchman. Now remember, the watchman was tied up. They don't even know what's happening there. Just we know the watchman's tied up and now there's oil. So he makes a long, this guy who I guess is running the place makes a long distance call. He calls the long distance operator, get me Meek and Bronson in Cleveland. Now let's stop there for a second. Cleveland? Their offices are in Cleveland. Does that mean that Clark works in Cleveland? Because he went from the police station to Meeks and Bronson. Like, you know, with another reporter. Is Metropolis, is the Daily Star in in um, Ohio? I don't know. This is the first time I've seen, like, this kind Like, they're in Cleveland. Are they all over the place? I I, I don't know. I would think that um, this is kind of a clue that, that early on, uh, Clark Kent Superman uh, lived in Cleveland. Maybe. Do you like how I paused there? Because I wanted to make sure that Ohio was the state Cleveland was in. I didn't look it up. I just thought for a second because I'm a bit of a dummy. Um, so, okay, anyway, uh, the, the Meeks answers the phone. He's like, what? Say what? And he's like, Bronson, we're rich. We're rich. The well came in a thousand barrels a day. And Bronson's like, holy mackerel. And we thought that well was a dud. He's like, we're rich. We can retire. And Bronson's like, wait, wait. What about the suckers who bought the stock? We've got to buy them up before they can find out about the strike. So they start going to um, the people who uh, bought the stock or originally. And they're like, uh, look, I've already stole my stock to Homer Ramsey. Here's his card. Now, again, Clark used a fake name to buy the stock. So is that like, did that actually happen? Is it is it above board? Is it legal? Is the stock, did the stock actually trade hands? I mean, think about this. <laughs> I just thought about this. Clark gave them a check. So does he have a checking account for Homer Ramsey? 
like who is Homer Ramsey and how much of a of a personality or, or like a identity does Clark have with this other man? Because you're going to find there's a little more here. So they go to all the former stakeholders and they're like, they all sold out to this mysterious fellow named Ramsey. What do we do now? Let's call on Ramsey because, again, Ramsey has a card. Think about this. He has a checking account. He has a business card. And guess what else he has? Clark Kent, in his disguise of Homer Ramsey, has visitors in a newly rented office. Clark went as far as renting an office under Homer Ramsey's name so that I guess he can make sure these business dealings go through under this fake pseudonym. He's like, sorry, gentlemen, I don't care to sell. That's final. They're like, but, but you can't refuse. You'll lose your every last cent. Why, why would you buy it in the first place? This, this, it's a mystery. And uh, Bronson's like, come on, Meek. It's clear we can't do business with him. So they get in their car, their limousine, and they're like, we have to get that stock back. But what can we do? He absolutely refuses to sell. And Bronson's like, there are ways and ways. And Meek is saying, wait, you mean Louis the Rat and Nate the Snake? No, no, no. I thought you promised we'd never use them again. Bronson says, we have no alternative. We've got to get that stock. And the only way to do so is to use a little more violent persuasion. So the two scoundrels, that's what it's, this is what it says, the two scoundrels park uh, the limousine parks before the entrance of the Ramshackle Hotel. The evil brokers enter. That's the name of the hotel, the Ramshackle? Or that's just what it is. It must be a crappy little hotel. But of course, uh, on the roof of Homer's, I'm assuming, I don't know how far away they are, but Superman is chased after them and is on a nearby building. He's like, hmm, I wonder what their next move is. The next panel, we see they're inside the hotel and... Uh, Bronson's like, three knocks, a pause, then two knocks, which apparently is a secret knock. Meek says, I had hoped we'd never hear that signal again. Inside, we see the two ruffians, and we know they're ruffians because, again, they're two guys in a in a hotel, like, you know, ramshackle hotel. There's alcohol, and they're wearing just uh, white tank top uh, shirts. Uh, and they're like, who's that? Just, uh, just two of our clients. Well, well, ain't seen you birds for a long time. Save your greetings. We've got a job for you. Our rates have risen since... Uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Our rate has risen to 500 smackers per since we last saw you. We've been getting high-class trade. Here's 250 in advance. The rest you'll be, of money you'll be given after Homer Ramsey pa er, passes away. So they're literally saying, please murder Homer Ramsey. Um, which, again, they don't even know who Homer Ramsey is. I guess you give him the card because Clark gave everyone a paper trail back to this fake uh, identity. And the, the guy says, we'll do so expert a job, you'll be proud of us. Incidentally, what do you got against this guy? No, first of all, this guy is saying, you'll be proud of us? They're hitmen, and that's what's important to them? You'll be proud of us? And Bronson's like, that's entirely my affair. Here's his card. When I next see you, I want the news that Homer Ramsey is dead. Now over on that other building, Superman's x-ray eyesight and super acute hearing permit him to see and hear all that was occurring in that room. He's like, it's time those murderous rats learned a lesson. That's not how Superman talks. But what does he do? He goes downstairs and destroys their limo, like just tears it apart. Uh, they're like, what happened? And the limo driver's like, I just went to get a cup, uh, you know, some cigarettes. When I came back, it looked like this. 
later on in Homer Ramsey's office, he's back there holding papers in his hand. It looks like he's in the middle of doing paperwork. What is he doing paperwork for? Homer Ramsey doesn't exist. And he's like, what can I do for you? And the guy's like, pulls out a gun and says, just march out of here with us and not one peep out of here. So they throw him in the back of the car, of their car, and he's like, what are you going to do with me? Can't you guess we're taking you for a ride? Later on, they're on a deserted road, and Clark says, spare me, don't shoot. And they're like, you know what? Just, ah, let him have it already. And the guy takes out his little machine gun and goes, sorry, pal. (laughs) And (laughs) Clark goes, no, no. Yeah, and like the machine gun just totally is, you know, takes Clark down. He's lying on the ground. (laughs) And then the guy gets up close to him and literally goes into the kill shot in the back of the head. He goes, now for the finishing shot. And you see this cloud of smoke from the gun. And I mean, for lack of a better word, he's just, he just, you know, back of the head assassinated him. Um, but of course it's Superman. So the bullet bounced right off him as Louis turns to go, the quote unquote corpse's hand darts out, seizing his foot. He's like, what the hell? Clark says now, or I'm sorry, Homer says now it's my turn to play around, picks up one guy, throws him into the other guy, then brings them back to Bronson's residence and leaves them concussed and knocked out right outside their door. Instead of bringing them to the police, he brings them to, um, to one of the brokers. And the guy answers the door. He says, good grief. What's this? It's a notice. It says, courtesy compliments of Homer Ramsey. And they're like, oh, my head. He's like, where are we? You fool. What happened? It's like we gave him everything we had, but he's still alive. He ain't human. Nonsense. It's just you both are rotten marksmen. So I think these two hitmen who tried to kill Homer Ramsey now are just pretty sure we don't see them again. And they just kind of go about their lives, ready to kill some more. Um, so now Meek, so Bronson goes back in the house, calls Meek and says, something unexplainable has happened. I'll come right over and tell you all about it. So he's driving in the back of his limo. He's like, I wonder if there's anything to this wild tale, but no, no, it's fantastic. Uh, now of course, Homer Ramsey is just happens to be outside the street waiting for Bronson's car to drive by. And he just jumps in to the backseat of the car. Like he's doing, um, uh, what is it, parkour, he lands perfectly. He's dressed as, you know, Homer Ramsey. Uh, so I guess technically a human being could do this. Uh, but they're like, he's like, where tarnation did you come from? And now he's like, never mind that. I've decided to sell. I'll sell you the stock in the black gold oil well for exactly $1 million. $1 million? You're mad. Well, you can take it or leave it. So if I heard that correctly, Clark... Um, Homer cleared out his his life savings for that he used to give to these people and now he's demanding one million dollars for the stock that he bought under a fake name uh yeah this is this is this gets interesting this is later on back at Meek's home Meek is like I won't consider it one million dollars he's insane and Bronson's like are you forgetting that we'll make several million dollars on the deal no, Meek, there's nothing we can do except take it, take him up. Even if we got to hand out every cent we've got in the world. So he's like, uh, Bronson's like, look, we're going to make a killing on this oil. Let's give him his million dollars, get our stock back, and everything will be copacetic. 
So he, he says, you heard me, sir. I want you to sell all the holdings and effects of Bronson and Meek. Have $1 million in cash ready for us to pick up. So now they sold everything that Bronson and Meek have. So they don't even have a stock in their own company. But they're trying to get stock back into... So I guess that's the remaining anything that has to do with black gold. I, I don't know how this works. Uh, but now they have a million dollars ready to hand over for the stock that's going to make them a ton of money. So they have a million dollars in cash. Uh, later on, they go to Homer Ramsey's office. Luckily, Clark has kept renting it. He says, you're a very fortunate young man. Here you are, one million dollars. So they give Clark a million dollars. Clark says, here you go. The stock's all yours. Now, the guys should just leave. You know, like, okay, we got the stocks. We're rich. Let's go home and let's call it a day. Instead, they say, thought you were very clever, didn't you, huh? Well, would you think if I were to, what would you think if I were to tell you that we, that well has come in and it's worth countless millions? And Clark says, good Lord. Now, Clark already knew this, so I guess it really didn't matter. I think Clark was going to do whatever he was going to do uh, anyway. And just Meek and um, and Bronson were so so excited. Well, Bronson was a little more excited. He's like, just think of it. We're worth millions. He's like, why do you look so thrilled? You should be, why do you look so gloomy? You should be thrilled to your fingertips. And Meek's like, well, I was just thinking of that million dollars we just paid over. If there was only some way we could have it, kept it. So I'm sorry, he's not second-guessing the purchase. He's trying to now swindle the money back from Clark. Hmm, interesting. So Clark's upstairs now, and he's taking off his Homer uh, Ramsey um, clothes and getting dressed up as Superman. I guess that's the end of Homer Ramsey, because he says, he says, that finishes Homer Ramsey. His work is done. <laughs> now I need to sell all of Homer Ramsey's belongings and his, his office rental and uh, his cards, all these business cards that he has now. He says, now it's time for Superman to step in. So we've seen Clark, Homer Ramsey, Superman, and whoever that guy was that Clark was supposed to be at the, um, at the uh, well. That evening, at Bron as Bronson is about to retire, he's like, this has been a most profitable day, a most profitable day indeed. Then he thinks there's an earthquake coming and as the wall shatters, and Clark says, nope, just me. <laughs> he says that, nope, it's just me. He's like, wh wh who are you? Help. He goes, just someone who hates, the, hates your guts through and through, but just the same, you're coming with me. So he drags this guy. Then they go over to Meek's house. And they're like, what's the meaning of this? What are you doing? He's like, I don't know. So uh, he grabs Meeks and uh, Bronson. You know how he does. He, he likes to do. He likes to carry people as he jumps and runs. He does that a lot. And they're like, don't jump. We'll be crushed. I'll die. And Clark's like, ah, dry up. As Superman races toward the distant oil town at top speed. So he's running. And they're like, I'm cold. He's like, let us go, you demon. What have you done? Where are you taking us? And Clark says, sorry not to have supplied you with an electric blanket. Oh, sassy Superman. I didn't know there were electric, electric blankets back in 1939. I can imagine they were very safe, very safe. So we're here at last. They go right to the oil well. And they're like, the black gold well, why did you bring us here? It's like, oh, watch, you'll see. And then he beats the hell out of the well. Remember when he destroyed a town? Well, now he destroys an oil well. He cracks the, the, the drill. And now the, he's like, they're stopping. He's demolishing the well. And he, it's our property. Don't just stand there. Do something. And this other guy, I don't know where he came from. He's in a suit. He says, what can I do against him? 
It says that Derek's mechanism smashed the precious, precious oil spurts high in lavish waste. This has got to be a thorough job, Superman says. I really need to destroy this, destroy the livelihood of all the men working here, never mind the two guys who were in charge. Um, he just literally beats up this oil derrick and uh, crushes it, uh, it, crashes to the ground, hopelessly smashed. Now, a bunch of the, the people working there think there's just some dude in tights who are vandalizing his, their, their place of work. As the workers charge at him, Superman ignites a torch. He says, back! Back for your lives. Run if you don't want to be burned to a crisp. <laughs> He's threatening them, and he takes the, 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 the torch, and he throws it into the oil, into the, into the oil well. It just li- lights up, burns up into flames. I mean, like... He, He's threatening, he just threatened a bunch of innocent men. He's destroying this oil well. He's definitely polluting the air. He broke into people's houses. He, he, he also um, uh, did, you know, uh, worked in stock fraud. I mean, he, he bought it, he, rose, he brought the price up, and then he crashed it again. I mean, he should be in jail as well. They're, the Meeks and Bronson are like, there goes our dreams, our wealth, we're wiped. And they're like, oh, look out, here he comes again. Why did you do that? Why? And, he, and Clark says, it's just what you deserve. I'd advise you to quit selling Stark or I'll pay you another visit. From now on, stick to selling shoelaces. And that's kind of really it. So back, toward, he, back towards the city races Superman. He's like, their faces. It was worth it just to see the expression on those scoundrels' faces when they saw their crooked schemes go up in smoke. Editor, back at the editorial office of the Daily Star, strange that those crooks... Meek and Bronson got their just desserts. Looked almost as though Superman had a hand in it. And then Superman says, I mean, Clark, you know, back as the reporter says, doesn't it, though? The end. And then the last panel just shows us big, smiling, beaming Clark, uh, Clark or Superman saying, more startling adventures of Superman's in the Man of Steel, in parentheses, in action comics. <sighs> I started a little bit there at the end because I realized reading these last panels that what actually happened, it says brokers cleaned, oil well goes up in flames. That's what it says on the paper. But let's think about this. These guys, Meeks and Bronson, um, were, fr- were defrauding stock owners, stock, you know, uh, investors. So that's a crime. They then hired two men to kill uh, a person. That's a crime. Um, Clark, while investigating these people, you know, he, he, he had a few crimes of his own, breaking and entering. Okay, but it was investigating. But then he goes and buys all the stock out, helping these people out. Then he, as I said, um, you know, works to raise the stock so that these people, the, the two guys think this stock is going to be worth millions. So they give over a million dollars to him. Then he goes and crashes the stock, um, making it worthless. As I said, endangering the lives of many people. Um, now think about this. The hitmen, they got hit in the head, but they're fine. They live, on, they live on in their lives. Meeks and Bronson, okay, sure, they were cleaned out of their money, but they should be in jail. They're free to go. The people who, um, who lost, thought they lost their money with the stock, they got their money back. And Clark Kent got a million dollars out of this. In the end, remember this, Clark Kent got a million dollars. He didn't go back to the original uh, stock investors 
and um, give them money. He didn't look at the man who committed suicide and maybe see if he could uh, give money to his family. Maybe this man has children, set their kids up for college, you know, give it, donated anything. None of that happened. Clark Kent saw that a man killed himself because of stock. He then went to ruin the people who, uh, who, who created the stock. And in the process, Clark Kent walked away with a million dollars. That's Superman, huh? Defender of the people. Unbelievable. I love it. It's like, it, you don't really, like, they don't talk about it. Clark gets his million. Never talked about it again, but he has a million dollars he's going to put in the bank. Now, the bank is going to be like, whoa, what is all this? What is all this? these checks made out for, you know, for this guy Homer, which I don't have his name in front of me right now. So he has these checks that have to be cleared. Maybe those checks bounce. I mean, and he, he actually didn't make out anything. I don't know. He had to make a full bank account for this guy, an office, business cards. Um, wild, wild. It's just another, um, like, in the end, Clark did some good, I guess. Uh, but he took a wide route to get there. Um, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I, I, I remember reading this one a few months ago. I read it again uh, this morning and then, of course, just now with you guys. And I just love the, um, the when he tells the oil workers, you know, back off or you will be burnt to a crisp. I mean, that is that is, that is wonderful. And, of course, the headshot that the, the hitman gets right up to him and wants to pop him right in the back of the head. Just just classic, um, uh, just good old-fashioned family fun, you know, in this and every issue of Action Comics. And with that, friends, um, I'm done. We did it. We made it through episode 11 and issue 11 of Action Comics. So I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for subscribing. I want to remind you that you can find me on Instagram, at Reaction Comics. I usually post uh, the news clipping that I play at the beginning of every episode. I find those from old newspapers. That's that's all real. I don't know if you knew that. And um, I like to post some other Superman fun stuff uh, during the week and try to get some panels up uh, from these these issues. I, I didn't get much done this past week, but I was on vacation, my friends. Back to work tomorrow, uh, or I guess back to work today, if you're listening um, on a Monday. Uh, big shout out to my brother who I know is listening right now. Hi, big brother. And uh, yeah, that's it. Now, you can also find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality. And of course, the website is fansnotexperts.com slash reaction comics. And remember, my super friends, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. Fans not experts.